Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to another edition of the JMU Sports News Podcast. I'm Bennett Conlon, joined by Jack Fitzpatrick to hit on some Olympic sports. Jack, fantastic. If you guys just listened to our football men's soccer piece we put out, this week we're doing something different where we're putting out two different podcasts, one all on uh, the Olympic sports, so you have your golfs. Um, Women's soccer is going to be thrown in here as well. You have your volleyball, field hockey things of that sort, um, mainly just so we, we didn't send you guys a two-hour-long podcast because we had Noah Ziegler on for men's soccer and football, and he brought the heat talking about everything that needs to be talked about in terms of men's soccer. I think we talked about that for almost 40 minutes, and then we talked about football for, mm-hmm. I think, an hour, just different hot takes, different things like that. So we thought it'd be best not to give you a two-hour-long podcast. Instead, break them up here. So now, let's jump into the fantastic world of Olympic sports. I know golf has done a lot, and you've talked so much about golf on Twitter. And people are excited for your golf takes. Um, what's happened in the world of golf? <laughs> We're a golf podcast. That's, that's also the so... reason why we are releasing two, so we can just become slowly become a golf podcast. Genius. Yeah, so we're... Um... I was going to say we're a golf podcast. <laughs> no, but Jamie Men's Golf finished, finished third out of 12 teams at the VCU. I think it was the VCU Invitational. Yes. Um, that was their first tournament of the fall because the battle at Briars Creek was canceled. Oh, um, that was supposed to happen a week ago. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people were expecting <laughs> to go out to Briars Creek and have a chance to check that out. And then the battle was canceled. So, no. Um, but, I mean, they look good. Like, the men's golf team looks good. The women's golf team is taking big strides. And, I mean, it's one that – it's a program that we've mentioned this before. Like, there aren't too many diehard fans that are interested. I know – I forget who always tweets at us, but somebody's always interested in um, I think in the golf Tyler content, so. is one of the ones interested in – I, I is he one of believe them? so because I remember last week on the podcast I said under my breath, no one cares about golf. And I know – I think it was him that uh, replied and said, I care about golf. And then I felt really well, bad. <laughs> Man, no, it's good to have people talking about it. Um, so sophomore Nick Schlickenrider, I might be mispronouncing that, but I apologize. Um, I think he won CA Player of the Week this week, did a really good job, um, shot a three under 69 in the final round. Um, so good job for him. He finished tied for eighth. It's a team that's interesting because they've got um, – I think it's three. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Three sophomores that are big contributors. You've also got a junior, Ignacio Montero, who's really Nacho. good, and then a freshman who's actually playing, <laughs> playing pretty solidly as well. So I think for these programs, you know, they're going to generate headlines when they get good finishes and win tournaments. And the men's golf team is one that can win tournaments. They're doing well, and they have a young core, which is really important to doing that. So. It's exciting for somebody who enjoys golf like myself. It's it's exciting to see JMU playing at the level I think they're capable of, both as a men's and women's program. Virginia is a good place to be playing golf. It's it's warm for a good portion of the year. You have fall golf, and JMU's got some some quality facilities. So it's an area where you know you would expect JMU to be a pretty competitive program nationally. Not really at the same level 
um, that's the that's the school sort of in the California area or even like Texas or Florida. That's where the the best schools tend to sort of be: Oklahoma, Texas, uh, Florida, and California, just because they can play year round. But um, yeah, Virginia is a good spot to be, and and James yeah. doing well. I second all of that, and my um, my what's the word addition to the golf talking is a it's. At yes. Duke Dog Nation. Duke Dog Nation is the one that said I care about okay. how well the women's golf team is doing. And also, JMU Duke blog with a W. I hope our voices are not yeah. as soothing as last week. <laughs> yeah, we were putting them to sleep last time. Huh. Sorry. My headphones were broken. I have God, new last headphones week this time. Something. I feel more energized. I was like, when did we record we it on, on Tuesday, Tuesday right? at like 10 or 10.30. And I just remember like, we had the giggles to start, and we I just could not keep my focus last week. We were struggling. I started my yeah, job that the next day, great. and I was, uh, I was okay. Out so of it. volleyball, keep the ball rolling here. They're looking yeah, they're really looking good. good. I remember now. when we first started talking about them. What in episode two? I think it was of this uh, season. We were kind of like, right. yeah, they had this tough. Yeah, the JMU Invitational against Washington State, the loss, and they only beat Stony Brook. Lost in straight sets to Iowa, and then we were like, well, keep your eye out on High Point Classic and the Gator Invitational. That's when they should start picking up steam. And I, I not to toot our own horn, but uh, we, were we were right. Flexed. Now after they're sitting six and four, if you take out their two JMU invita- – if you take out the JMU Invitational, they're five and two, which is pretty much the same thing as six and four, so I don't know why I said that. <laughs> if you take out all their losses – Six and zero. I was trying to make a point about like, don't. No, no, that's a fair point. Five and two is better than six and four. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) But it's a slight increase. But now the CAA conference starts up, and this is when volleyball gets really fun, especially in Godwin, mainly for the reason of this is when JMU start is going to start winning these games, these matches in straight sets in twenty minutes. Right. I think there are 16 conference games. I would expect them to win at least yeah. 12 of those. And I think that, that might be kind of underestimating this team. They're looking really good. Um, they're playing very well. They don't play again until the 26th. So I think we'll have another podcast before yeah. they actually even start conference play. But they're just they're the best team in the conference this year. They're really deep. A lot of great athletes. It should be a special season. And 6-4 and four is not bad in that non-conference schedule yeah. given the difficulty. So I think you can you can almost guarantee at this point a winning season, right? I think it's going to be a winning season. I think they have a good chance to make the NCAA tournament. And I think if they get there, I do think they have a chance to contend to win a first-round match, which has been their goal here for the last like year or two, is, all right, we made the NCAA tournament a few times. Let's take that next step forward and actually win a match. And I think they're getting closer to that, in my yeah. opinion. I don't know what you've seen from them or at least seen in terms of like looking at the well, yeah, results. Each or... year it seems like they get better and better. And, mm-hmm. and, and in terms of, I mean, each year they're fantastic in the CA. They get, they're, they're getting better and better in terms of their postseason play. And I mean, if you just look at their schedule from this season, when they played number 22, a nationally ranked team in Washington state, they did lose in straight sets, but they were somewhat competitive in the first set, 25, 20, and then after that, Washington State kind of clamped down and won 25-13, 25-16. But then in an Iowa team that 
is also probably a, a potential first round opponent because I know Iowa's normally a fairly solid uh, volleyball program. They lost them in straight sets too, but that was 25-21, 25-17, 28-26. So, I mean, in, in, and that's the first mm-hmm. weekend where we were kind of saying on this podcast, like, don't push, push the panic button just yet because this is going to be a good team. So that was a week, the first week of games. I think this team can easily blow through the CAA and potentially win their first match because if they if they get a favorable draw, I mean, yeah, their players are looking fantastic. Michaela White's looking top form, and I know their uh, freshman. Oh, who is there? Sophia Davis has been having a fantastic mm-hmm. season this year as well. So. I think the addition of her and then the strengthening of the uh, veterans on this team, I think they're primed for a good season. Yep, would definitely agree with that. So moving forward to women's soccer, they haven't had the same success as volleyball in non-conference play. We've sort of talked about this where they're a really good CAA team, but they might not really be at that like yeah. national They're not men's yet, soccer. so they're some of these tough – Right, right. That's a fair, fair take. So, what do you think? They've got two non-conference games left, with Liberty on September nineteenth, which will be the Thursday, and then at LSU. Both these games are on the road, and then they start conference play. Do you think that they have, you know, what do you expect to see from them? I guess is a better question in the last two non-conference games. But then, really, when it gets to conference play, do you think this is still a team that can contend so for the conference title? We talked about it. I mean, last year their non-conference slate was almost abysmal you could say and then on all of a sudden in conference play they decide to turn it on and it was liberty right. and george washington where they're two their last two non-conference games that they want they yeah they won them both and then propelled them to a four-game win streak and all of a sudden the season was turned around what worries me about this team though it's kind of the same scenario you've you haven't played that you've played well but your overall record doesn't reflect that. What worries me is that 6-0 loss at number 11 Duke, a 6-0 loss is, is not great, especially when you lost earlier in the season 6-3, and you haven't lost a game this season 1-0. Or, like, you haven't, you've only allowed one goal, let me see, once this season. So, yeah. I have some red flags being raised about this defense. I hope they can get it turned around, but I mean, at Lynchburg for Liberty, hopefully a win, but going all the way down to Baton Rouge to take on LSU and SEC school, that's going to be a tough one. I hope they can get things turned around, but it does kind of worry me that you haven't allowed, you've only allowed one goal once and it was one of your two wins and you've lost also six, zero and six, three at points in this season. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, the defense has definitely been a bit questionable. I don't know that we should expect them to go on the same tear they did in conference play last season. Yeah, that so was I would kind agree of with an you. anomaly. I mean, um, all right. of a sudden it just seems it seemed like they just got hot at the right point. Um, and I don't think you can bet on a team getting hot again. Like that's not something that you should put money like. You know what I'm saying? Yep, definitely. And uh, I still think they're going to be a conference title contender, no doubt. But I don't know that they'll have the same conference like regular season dominance. But I do think that 
This is a team that does have some quality pieces. And I think that the getting crushed in non-conference play, I think it's going to help a little bit, which is a weird take. But you've got number seven, Georgetown, they lost to. Number 23, Washington State. Number eight, Penn State. Number 11, Duke. I mean, yeah. four ranked teams. You, two of those games were two-to-one losses. They are pretty competitive against number seven, Georgetown, and number eight, Penn it's State, honestly. It's funny that they were more competitive so th- against the higher-ranked team. The higher-ranked teams, yeah. Definitely interesting. Yeah, I'm that, not really I, sure that exactly what happened it, there. just funny. Right, no, but that is it is really interesting. So I think that they did enough in those for me to say that, yeah, they'll be competitive in, in pretty much every conference game this season. Um, I will say I think the first, like, two to three conference games are going to be huge just to kind of get a rhythm, get a feel. Because I think if they struggle off the bat in conference play and they look at the record, it could be sort of demoralizing and tough to be like, how do we rebound when, like, last year we just did. But if they start off strong in conference play, I think they have a chance to do similarly to how they did last year and and make a run at the conference title. But I – like, with men's soccer, I expect them to win a conference – conference title I, and with same with volleyball i don't expect that with women's soccer although i think they have a yeah chance to get that. i like that take contenders by me. not pretenders what about, yes what do you feel about field hockey who i feel like almost falls into sort of that middle ground in between like maybe women's soccer and like volleyball where they used to sort of be like perennial ca contenders and now they've kind of taken a yeah, step I, down uh, they're two and two and four do you think they can get back on the right if track? you asked me three years ago i would say i expect them and they should win a caa title like we expect football and volleyball and men's soccer and all of them to win caa titles now i think they're a step even further back from women's soccer because women's soccer we expect them to contend for the title field hockey i don't right. even expect to contend for the title i mean yeah, this was a really, really tough non-conference schedule with at Liberty versus Ohio State at Maryland. They're going to be going at Virginia. They're going to be taking on number 22, Old Dominion, all ranked teams. But nothing that they've shown me makes me think this is a different team from last year. And last year's team squeaked into the CA conference uh, championship. So I just don't see this team putting it together. I mean, maybe they go on a little bit of a run winning at William and Mary versus Drexel versus Hofstra, but they take on at Delaware and that's just going to be the toughest one. Delaware's on a tear this season and peg mm-hmm. them as the CAA winners. Yeah. Delaware's got a great program too. I think they won a national championship yeah. here in the last couple of years. I think three years ago. Um, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know exactly what to expect from this team and I don't really to be honest, I don't fully understand the drop-off. I don't like, get I don't it either. Like, no, ex- exactly like, what's happened. Is it coaching? Was it a bad recruiting season? Like, how did you go from being? I mean, I yeah, I think that's a question that really needs to be asked because last season they started the year ranked seventeenth in the nation, and then they just fell off. Right, and they've it seems like they've continued the fall. Right, and Christy Morgan's got a crazy good background as a coach, which makes it seem like that they would sort of be stuck as like a top 20 team for like yeah. eternity. Um, but it's, so it's, it's weird to see this happening. And I think that she's mentioned in a couple interviews that I've seen that it like confidence has played a role where she's like, we can hang with these teams. Like if we feel confident in our abilities and we just sort of have struggled to get that confidence with so many tough defeats. Um, 
and from the outside perspective, I would agree and disagree. I don't really know that they can hang. <laughs> that might just be coach speak. Um, right. But I do think they can hang with, with like an American where they lost two to one. I think that's a, yeah. a game they can win. So, I mean, I think in conference play, I think they can definitely beat some teams. And I think the goal of this year is just to get as close to 500 as possible and just keep building and try to get back to where they yeah, were. Yeah, that's just so interesting to me that they really just fell off. I mean, last season – top 20 ranking and you finish the year six and 12. Right. It's, it's definitely confusing um, as to what's exactly going on, but I do think they'll, they'll rally at some point. I just think they've got too much talent, too many quality coaches. And I don't know. It's hard for me to think that it, that at some point they won't turn it around, but I think you look at the next few games, there's a pretty good chance they enter conference play at two and seven. And that's, that's not what you want. So it's it's definitely been tough, and if it is a confidence thing, you've got to find a way. I think to to try to get the team to sort of find that confidence without actually, yeah, winning. Um, just because they're playing such hard teams, I think may like moral victories. I think are a very real thing here in the next three. Yeah, three get games. get something rolling until conference play starts back up. Yeah, but I'm interested to see how the young players continue to develop. I do think it's a program that. Has a lot of great on the rise too. We'll eventually figure figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Well, anything else at any? I think we've hit all the sports in this almost two hour long of talking. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've we've just been nonstop recording. Yeah, this is one hundred and fifty three minutes right now. This is some good stuff. Anything else out there that uh, you want to plug? I know you've been killing it over there on the uh, Daily Progress beat. Yeah, we've been fire. having some fun. <laughs> they did. It's been it's been good so far. I've got a couple like JMU, Charlotte, JMU, Charlottesville, JMU UVA crossover sporting events coming up a little bit. I think Noah and I might be might be hanging out on October fifteenth when um, the men's soccer teams play. I know Virginia and, and field hockey yep. here play next Tuesday, so I might depending on the the schedule what we need, I might be at that one. Um, so yeah, it'd be cool to actually see some of these JMU teams in person. Give us a little inside look there, but I don't have too much. I know I did a bonus newsletter for Jamie Sports News yesterday. It was just a really basic thing on the soccer upset because I couldn't sleep at midnight. <laughs> Why not write like, something? Do this. So I did that. I uh, did a basic article on that as well. You were killing it on Twitter, but yeah, give us a follow at Jamie Sports News, and um, we won't get too into it right now. But we do have some some very exciting stuff in yes, the works. That's that's all we'll tease. That, that might take. Right, it might take a few months to for something to happen there, but we're we're working on some stuff to to get you guys better content and to make sure that we're the best that we can be. And I think that there is a ton of room for Jamie Sports News to grow in terms of guests and other things. But I do think we'll have some some good podcast guests coming up here and some some exciting content in the meantime before you know potentially. Yeah, some and major uh, news. tell your friends about Jamie Sports News. Uh, if you're a parent listening to this, tell your kid. So then they'll follow us. Yes, please really follow just us. Get our on name Twitter. out. Uh, we're trying to break a thousand followers on Twitter. We're at nine hundred, like twenty, I think, right now. Um, nine twenty-six. Cool. Uh, we're trying to break a hundred, hundred right listeners per episode here on the podcast. We're averaging yes. about sixty-three in this season two of content for the podcast. So really get the word out. We'd love if you'd uh, if you do it. We'd really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, so follow us at JMU Sports News on Twitter if you don't already. 
like us on Facebook. Just type in JMU Sports News in the search bar and you'll find us. And head on over to www.jmusportsnews.com for any and all of the latest content. You'll really find everything that you'll ever need right there. Oh? Oh. We have one more we have one okay. more thing before we end. It's time for this week's weekly pick'em. We need to do see. Oh, good up. call. I even pulled up that tab like an hour ago. Yeah. Yeah, people might have tuned out, but we still need to get yes. it on the record. And we need. We, we had have the graphic, graphic last week, week, right? But we didn't have the record. Yeah, we didn't. We, we gotta didn't keep record. that going. We didn't record it. I remember I texted you. I think Wednesday, and I was like. We have the, we the same. We'll probably have the same. Okay, so I'm I'm three, three and zero. I don't want to talk about it. I'm two and one. You're two and one. You're two and one. So you're, you're okay. Around. <laughs> you go first. So we only have two. So we've got Rhode Island at On New Hampshire, which I hate because thank goodness. I, and then Villanova At-Flow at Towson, and these are tough. What did That's New Hampshire do last at. week? New Hampshire at Rhode Island, right? New now. Hampshire. They lost uh, an FBS team. They hung in there. Rhode Island. Who did they lose to? Did Rhode Island have a Rhode bye? Island had a bye after getting by sneaking oh, by. In they lost OT, it. Sneaking a loss. I think I know my picks for this week. Oh, this is easy. <laughs> Come on. Um. All right. I'm gonna go with. The bye is tempting, but I don't think Delaware is any good. So I'm gonna go with New okay. Hampshire at home. I'm gonna say that's a, an ugly football game. <laughs> they find a way to win. And then, I mean, Towson looks good. Losing the, I think it's Shane yeah. Simpson is the running back. He's really good. So that's a that's a but big how blow. Villanova? I think that's also. See, that's the thing because Villanova's three and zero and they're impressive. But I read somewhere, and when I say somewhere, it was a Facebook comment <laughs> that that their opponents are zero and nine. Yeah, I mean they played so Colgate, I'm trusting Lehigh, whoever commented. Patriot League teams and Bucknell. Right, and Colgate's terrible. William and Mary blew out Colgate last week. Colgate's having a really down year. I don't that expect seems to be what much. they do. Really good year, really bad year, really good year, really bad year. For sure. All right, this is a tough one. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna say that I still think Villanova is a very good team, but I think considering the games at Towson, I think Towson the way they played is legitimately a top five team. So I'll take New Hampshire and Towson. Okay, I'll I'm take taking Rhode Island um, and Towson. Okay. For the okay, so yeah, you have a chance to tie. I I. I was doing that like that was in my mind before you pick i like rhode island i like what they do um i don't think last year was 100 percent a fluke i think they're kind of building something up there um and like you said it's gonna be an ugly game it's at new hampshire it's at 6 p.m it's gonna be ugly but i think rhode island's gonna find a way to squeak it out they were competitive against delaware and they didn't get completely obliterated by ohio when they played them so good for them and like you said, Towson's a very dynamic football team, a very good football team. They have the elite arm of Tom Flacco. Shane Simpson, that injury hurts them a lot, but they're still a great team even without him. So I think they destroy Villanova at home. Okay, I like it. So we got CAA Pikmin, okay. nice. So we threw out all of our follows and instas and whatever it was earlier. So for Bennett Conlon, my name is Jack Fitzpatrick, and you all have a wonderful rest of your Wednesday. See ya.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.